This is Arkham Horror Badly. My name is Peretir, and I'll be playing Arkham Horror, the card game, but not that well. Hello, welcome to another episode. Um, I am going to be continuing the uh, trek of William Yorick the Gravedigger into, uh, well, eventually into the Dreamlands, but currently he's still in the waking world. In the last uh, scenario, which was uh, Waking Nightmare, um, Yorick uh, tried to um, help his friend Sefina, whose adventures are being played by... John on Monotone on the Watch This podcast, so uh, go and listen to that first episode on, on John's podcast if you haven't. Um, and unfortunately, Yorick got caught up in some uh, problems in the hospital. There were massive uh, alien spiders and orderlies with webs on their faces, and it was horrible. And Yorick didn't uh, come through unscathed. He was traumatized, and he was bruised afterwards. But he did manage to make it an interesting person a Randolph Carter, who is now his companion. And Randolph believes that the way for Yorick to help his friend is by entering the Dreamlands himself via a doorway in the waking world. And Randolph believes that the answer may be uh, found if he can refind his old silver key. And unfortunately, the last time he saw it was in a horrible haunted house called the Unnameable. So Yorick's not sure what he thinks about that, but he's here anyway. And we're going to play Scenario 2, A Thousand Shapes of Horror. So, uh, if you've been listening, you may know that I'm playing William Yorick, a survivor, without using any survivor cards. I'm just using neutral and guardian cards. So I'm playing him off class. Um, John and I recorded a a, a podcast recently, which is on uh, my channel, where we talked about um, the upgrades for both our decks. And I won't go through the, the, the upgrades one by one, but basically I, we agreed at the end of the last uh, of the recording that I would put things like um, Sacred Covenant into play that's a permanent that helps me uh, control the blessed tokens in the bag. Um, there's two upgraded bandoliers there. There's an upgraded Vicious Blow. There's a uh, I've Had Worse Level 2 and so on. So things to help me compensate for the fact that Yorick took a mental and a physical trauma at the end of the first scenario, which means he's not really starting in very great shape. But that said, it was very fun blasting things with a Winchester last time, so maybe Yorick can get a Winchester or two out. So, um, without further ado, let's uh, start. So, I'm going to draw my opening hand. We've got Scene of the Crime, Blessed Blade, that's uh, the weakness... Vicious Blow, level 2. Uh, I've Had Worse, level 2. And Tetsuo Mori. That's an interesting opening hand. So, um, most of those are actually pretty useful. Uh, the thing to remember about this scenario is that the first agenda only has a 5 Doom threshold. Um, so you don't get that long before things start getting really bad. And there's also quite a lot of enemies in the encounter deck. So I'm probably wanting to keep Blessed Blade, just in case uh, I need to, to fight something. Now, Scene of the Crime could be useful. I am hoping for something uh, to help me investigate in this opening hand. Um, ideally, I would have a flashlight, um, but Scene of the Crime might do. So I might keep Scene of the Crime. I'm also tempted to keep Tetsuo, if only for the soak. 
and then if 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 and when he um is defeated um i can use uh, his dying breath to find me some some weapons i am going to return vicious blow and i've had worse into the uh well i'm going to discard it and redraw not their bad cards they aren't but um i need to find some more things to help me set up so we're drawing okay hand of fate and flashlight all right so hand of fate is a cancellation card which is not likely to be hugely useful right now, but uh, Flashlight is great. So, um, okay, let's go. Agenda 1A, the house with no name. The house that Randolph calls the unnameable is not much to look at. The run-down 17th century building has been abandoned for decades and has fallen into disrepair. Its door is scratched and pitted, most of the window panes are shuttered, and rats crawl around the foundations. Five Doom Threshold, and Act 1A, Searching the Unnameable. You're still not sure exactly what you're meant to find inside the old house, but Randolph Carter insists that you need to locate the key. Seems like you have no choice but to search the house and see what you can turn up. So the objective is explore the house to find a way into the dreamland. Find and complete an objective on another scenario card to advance. So, we don't really get much clues, do we? So let's go. Yorick, William Yorick, is starting in Burial Ground, which is the most suitable starting location for a grave digger. Um, so this is a four-shroud location with a clue on it. It is worth one victory point. Um, each ghoul enemy drawn spawns at burial ground instead of its normal location. As reaction, or as a, sorry, as a fast trigger, investigators at the burial ground spend one clue. Remember that the investigators noticed the missing bones. So there are lots of little side quests, I suppose, or, or side elements of the main quest in this scenario, where you have to, or where you are um, uh, more likely to succeed if you do uh, little things involve spending clues. So that uh, means that I want to play this flashlight. So first action, play flashlight for two. So that comes into play with three charges, and three, three bulbs, three supplies. I think I'm going to try and investigate the burial ground um, because I want to try and get as many of these little um, mini objectives as I can. So I'm going to spend a uh, flashlight supply. That means I'm testing uh, two on two. Do we like that? Not that great, is it? Um, uh, well, we'll give it a go. Two on two. That's a plus one. Nice way to start. Okay, I get the clue. Um, I am going to immediately spend it. We'll we'll hope that I can get other clues in the um, in the house. But Randolph, uh, sorry, Randolph, uh, William. Uh, pokes around the burial ground, which is more like his home turf. And he notices that not all the bones that should be there are there. A chill creeps down his spine. I have one last action. Do you know what? I'm going to spend my remaining resources to put Tetsuo Mori into play. Um, Tetsuo Mori is a ally, uh, two health, two sanity, uh, and he's got a response when he's defeated. Uh, I can search either the discard pile or the top nine cards of my deck for an item and add it to my hand, which is pretty useful because uh, Yorick likes items. 
Okay, so um, upkeep phase, I draw a card. It's the 35 Winchester. That's nice. I definitely can't afford that right now, but maybe we'll be lucky later on. Okay, so I take a resource and I put a Doom on the agenda. And we draw our first uh, encounter card. Indescribable Apparition. Put Indescribable Apparition into play in your threat area. You get minus one to each of your skills while it's, while the unnameable is at your location. And I can spend two actions to discard it. Well, that sounds bad. Um, I think that I probably don't want to have that in play when the unnameable strikes, so we'll see. We'll try and uh, not deal with it now, but deal with it in a couple of turns time, maybe. He said. All right. Um, we'll move first action into the front porch. Yorick steps trepidatiously up into the uh, towards the rotted portico of this uh, ancient house. The, en- the, the front porch flips and is now called the entryway. So Yorick is now in the house. It's a two-shroud location with one clue on it. Uh, again, as a fast trigger, investigator... I can't read tonight. Investigators in the entryway, again, spend a clue, reveal the upstairs hallway. So the upstairs, so the, the layout of this house is there are three locations on the ground floor, which is the entryway, the downstairs doorway left and downstairs doorway right. And then upstairs, there's an upstairs hallway and two upstairs doorways either side. But the upstairs hallway currently has the text, um, a malodorous presence prevents you from venturing upstairs. You can't enter the upstairs hallway. So we put a clue on uh, the location that you're at. So I could... Uh, just try and get this clue. In principle, I could try and do it uh, without spending a flashlight charge. I would be two on two again. Um, that would be preferable because I don't want to necessarily waste my flashlight charges. Um, let's do that then. So second action. Uh, investigate normally. Yorick is poking around two on two in the entryway. Well, that's the... Tentacles, that's an auto-fail. It's too dark. Yorick, you need to have some light source, my friend. Um, so what do we do? Uh, third action, do I move to check what else is here? Or do I investigate again with a flashlight this time? Um, let's tell you what. Let's use a flashlight. So we're investigating two on zero in the entryway again. Yorick gets his torch to work, and he flashes it around, and it's by minus one, which is a success. So um, he has found the way upstairs. Well done, Yorick. Okay, so I get the clue. Oh, actually, technically I don't. I need to spend the clue, right? So I think I am going to immediately spend the clue to find my way upstairs. So Yorick still has no clues, but he's found two and spent two. And that's my final action. All right. Upkeep, I'm drawing a card. It's clean them out. That could be useful if a monster decides to appear, because it would give me money. Um, currently, I only have one resource. Now, two resources. Okay. Adding a doom in the mythos phase. and drawing a card. Threads of reality. Attached to the non-permanent, non-weakness asset you control with the highest printed cost. That's Tetsuomori. Uh, treat attached assets as if it's printed text box were blank, except for traits and forced abilities. And I can discard an asset 
I control as an action to discard threads of reality. Well, poor Tetsuo is feeling disconnected to the waking world. That's not good. And at least his, uh, I, I mean, as far as I know, his uh, health and sanity are still active, as it were. But it's a shame if I can't use his ability. All right. Um, I'm going to go to one of the downstairs uh, hallways. And um, I... Oh, wait, wait a minute. So the upstairs hallway has been revealed. The upstairs hallway is a two-shroud, zero-clue location. Um, and I can spend a clue there uh, as a fast action to put the attic into play above it. Um, but there is no clue there, so you'd have to find a clue somewhere else. So I'm going to mosey on downstairs uh, still. Go to the left-hand downstairs doorway. This doorway wasn't open before. You only turn for a moment, but you thought you saw something. A blur? A figure? So this is the den. Shroud 4. Two clues. Reaction, yes, reaction. After you successfully investigate the den, discard one card from your hand. Discover an additional clue at this location. As a fast action, investigators in the den can spend a clue. Remember that I studied a desecrated portrait. Okay. So there's two clues here. I've got two actions left. Um, if I were to successfully investigate with a, with a flashlight, presumably... And then discard a card. I could get both those clues and it would be a victory point and it would be useful clue uh, possession to uh, not only look at the portrait, but also to, to reveal the attic. Okay, so I suppose the question is, do I investigate here now? I've gotten, I've, I've only got one card in hand, which is an intellect icon, which is scene of the crime. It's got one intellect icon and I think that's probably best actually played uh, for its effect. Um, the problem is that I have to play Scene of the Crime as the first action in a turn. So um, I'm going to risk spending my last flashlight's charge on this room, which puts me two on two. Not very good, is it? Let's give it a go. Plus one. Wow, look, it's on my side right now. So I gain one clue, and then I'm going to discard... Uh, hmm, hand of Fate, and uh, discover the second clue. So now I've got two clues. I've got one action left. I'm going to spend a clue and re and uh, remember that I studied a desecrated portrait. So Yorick is creeping in t around this um, shadowy den, this room with only a flicker of light from one of the shattered windows. And he sees a, a portrait on the wall uh, of, of, of an individual, but the face has been scratched away. Uh, this, this, it's almost indiscernible. He can see sort of a flash of an eye and, 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 a, and, a, and a tautened lip. But what chills him is that the slashing of the painting doesn't seem to be made by a knife. It seems to be made by some kind of large claw-like implement. All right, so that's uh, pretty terrifying. I'm going to move back for my final action, I think. Let me just check. Do I have anything I want to play? No, I want, I want to spare, uh, yeah, spare uh, keep my resources so that I can either play Senior the Crime or, or more likely my Winchester. So we'll move back into the entryway for the final action. So I will draw 
a card. It's take the initiative. Nice. I'll take a resource. I am on three resources. And uh, we'll move on to the mythos phase. So I add a, a third doom to the agenda. I draw an encounter card. And it's an enemy. Now it's a ghoul minion, which is the 2-2-2 two, 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 um, ghoul from the uh, gathering. But he spawns in the burial ground. He starts clawing his way out of one of the catacombs. Um, Yorick can just glance him through a, a crack in the window and he's uh, perturbed. So this ghoul won't hunt. He will just kind of sit there. But um, it's quite likely I'll have to come back this way. So I do have a choice to make as to whether I run out and take him. Um, of course, I'm not really equipped to fight at all at the moment. So um, what I'm going to do is first action, I've got a, a spent flashlight. Yorick's flashlight is out of battery, so I'm going to uh, discard it as part of the action to discard threads of reality, which says, as an action discard, an asset control to discard it. So now Tetsu is back to his old self, um, weirdly now that the, the, all the light sources have gone. Uh, some people like the dark. Okay, for my second action, I'm going to move into the other downstairs doorway. And I drop it on the floor uh, like a pro. It is, in fact, the parlour. Now, the parlour has one clue on it, and it's victory one. It's printed shroud two, but it's got plus one shroud because uh, there's one investigator in it. So it's a three shroud, one clue location. Now, it's got a, um, a fast action, but it's uh, rather than me having to spend clues, this is what the fast action is. If the unnameable has two or more damage on it, uh, something happens. So... Um, the unnameable is not around at the moment, which is something I'm largely glad for, about. Um, I'm going to put the clue there. Now, three shroud versus my two is not good. Um, I've got one action left, so I'm kind of inclined to sit here and then play uh, either scene of the crime or uh, use take the initiative next turn to try and get that clue. So that means I've got a kind of floating action that I could either draw or take a resource for. I think I'll take a resource because I've got some quite uh, expensive cards in my hand at the moment. So we'll go up to four resources and then in the uh, enemy phase, nothing happens. The ghoul is sitting there going, <laughs> uh, which is what ghouls sound like. Um, and I draw a card. It's evidence. Okay. And I take uh, another resource. So I'm up to five resources now. So we have the fourth doom. So there's five uh, doom threshold on the agenda. So next turn, um, the agenda is going to flip, at least. And we draw uh, grasping hands. I see. Test agility three for each point you fail by take one damage. Okay. My agility is three. Um, uh, so what are my options? I could commit to take the initiative, which would put me at six on three, so pretty likely to pass. Um, I could risk it, go three on three potentially take three damage. I could put two of it on Tetsuo, but I think that's um, too, uh, too dead devilish. So I will commit to take the initiative, um, and I will test six on three. Bear in mind, that because I've taken trauma, I've only got seven health and five sanity in this scenario at, at the start, which is not amazing. So six on three. Uh, that's a minus one. I'm glad I committed something, so that, I, I, I mean, I succeed by two. Okay. So, um, as I said, I think I might as well uh, play 
scene of the crime here. Um, there might be better opportunities to play it, but um, uh, I, I need this now. So I'll take this clue. So now I've got two clues in my possession. Um, I've got two actions left. Now, what I really want to do in principle is to play the Winchester. I've got three resources, so I can't afford that yet. Um, let's see. Um, now, if I want to... Yeah, so I'll have to come back here anyway at some point if I want to activate the, the, the free trick, free action that um, happens when, when the enable is damaged. Um, so what I'm going to do is to be forthright. Oh my god, I've got two actions left, right? Hmm. I'm going to use those two actions to discard indescribable apparition. Do I do that? I mean, the, my problem is that I think that the discard pile is going to be shuffled back into the encounter deck. And it makes more sense potentially for me to wait until that happens, until the agenda flips before discarding this. But then that's two actions I'm using when I probably have better things to do. Okay, it's not the optimal play, but I'll use those two actions to get rid of that now. Because on my own, I don't really fancy being minus one to my skills when facing a, 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 the unnameable. All right, that's the end of the turn, or rather my turn. There's nothing happening in the enemy phase. I take a card. It is Glory, which allows me to draw cards if I defeat an enemy. And a uh, fourth resource. So, um, as we go into the Mythos phase, um, I'll remind you of the setup. So I've got four resources, one damage, one uh, horror from uh, the trauma. I've got Tetsuo Mori in play. In hand, I've got Glory, Winchester, Evidence, Blessed Blade and clean them out. I have, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've got all the clues in the <laughs> below the below the uh, the first floor. So let's go. So we put the fifth doom, which advances the agenda, and that flips to simply reveal an enemy who is the unnameable, the ultimate abomination. So it spawns in the attic or upstairs hallway. So the attic isn't in play, so he's going to spawn in the upstairs hallway, which is two locations away. So the unnameable is terrifying. Five strength, uh, five combat, five agility. It's aloof, it's a hunter, and it cannot be defeated. So I, I have to take an action to engage him, which is a pain. And then it says, for each of the following which are true, the unnameable gets minus one fight and minus one invade. So uh, we found a cracked mirror, we studied a desecrated portrait, or we noticed the missing bones. Well, two of those things are true. Yorick has seen the desecrated portrait and he's noticed the bones. So that means it's minus two, minus two. So it's actually a three strength, three agility creature, which is much more manageable. The aloof is problematic because there's lots of wasted actions there. And he does two damage and two horror if he hits you, which is just awful. Okay. Agenda 2A. The thing with no name. You have felt an evil presence lurking here ever since you arrived. The entity defies all description. At times, it appears formless. At others, it embodies myriad shapes and features. You can sometimes pick out a particular aspect, an eye, a horn, a blemish, but it disappears as soon as you focus on it. Each swarm of rats gains swarming one, forced at the start of your turn. If the unnameable is ready and at your location... Test will, too, if you fail, it attacks you, even if it's not engaged. It's a threshold of, uh, doom threshold of six, and all of that sounds terrifying. Okay, 
We draw an encounter card. And... It's a swarm of rats. Well, isn't that just fine and dandy? So we're going to make it swarm one. So, I mean, this isn't particularly difficult for Yorick, but um, it jumps on us anyway. Um, well, sure. Uh, I think we just have to, to punish it, right? Um, so I think what we're going to do is... I don't have a vicious blow. I don't have anything of that type. Um, I am going to use clean them out. So when this action begins, gain two resources. I will uh, do that. There you go, two resources. Um, and then I'll test uh, four on one. That's minus one. So uh, the the um, the swarm part is destroyed, is defeated. And because that's a defeated enemy, I'm going to play glory for one. Uh, after you defeat an enemy, draw two cards. That costs me one, I draw two cards. That is a knife and a perception. Cool. Uh, and the second action is going to be to uh, hit the other rat. Again, four on one. And that's a minus one again, so it's dead. So that's two actions. Brilliant. Um, okay, for my final action, I'm going to spend... Uh, Four of my five remaining resources to put the Winchester into play. So I've got five bullets on it, and um, Yorick is ready for any uh, dangers. Of course, the problem is that, well, one, one snag is that I've got no blesses in the bag at the moment. And the only card I've got in hand which creates blesses is the Blessed Blade, which I can't afford at the moment. Okay, so in the, uh, that's my three actions. In the... Enemy phase, the unnameable uh, hunts downstairs. It slithers and gunks its way um, downstairs, down the rotted staircase, and 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 uh, Yorick is peeking at it through the the door of the palm. Um, yeah, now he's one location away. That's terrifying, isn't it? Okay, upkeep. I will draw a card. Uh, it's another knife. Two knives in hand now, and I take a resource. I'm up to two resources. Complicated maths now. And we add a Doom. And I draw an Encounter card. Obscuring Fog. So, uh, the Obscuring Fog is going to raise the Shroud of this location to five, but that's currently not a problem because there's no clues on it. Okay, question is, what do we do with our turn? I could go and start uh, smashing the Unnameable. If he is... I mean, I'm not going to be able to, exha to, to, to exhaust him very easily. I've got no agility icons in hand. Um, remember, he's three strength, three of agility. So with my Winchester, I would be six on three, so quite likely to damage him, uh, but not extremely likely to do th three damage that I would like to have. So I think what I do is I probably go to him now. I move to him, attack him, uh, engage him, and then attack him. Um, and any hits will go on Tetsu Mori, I think. Okay, let's do that. So, first action, move to the Unnameable's location. Yorick strides into the hallway, cocking his Winchester, and then he runs at the Unnameable. Second action, engage. And third action, attack. Now, um, yeah, let's do it. So he's gonna, I'm going to shoot one bullet from the Winchester. 
The Winchester gives me plus two fist for the attack. If a plus one zero Elder Sign token is revealed, or rather, sorry, I'm doing taboo, so if a non-zero token, non-negative token is revealed, it does plus two damage. So let's see. Ideally, I want plus two damage. Don't we all? Elder Sign! What a magnificent result. Okay, so that's three damage on the unnameable. Of course, the unnameable is undefeatable, at least currently. Um, so that means that I'm not going to be able... I mean, it, it's, it's three damage that will uh, key onto other effects of other locations, right? So now, for example, I can activate the free trigger on the parlor, if I were in the parlor. Um, Yorick's uh, Elder Sign effect is plus two, so I, I succeeded by loads. If this test is successful, return one card from your discard pile to your hand. Well, I will do that, uh, my friend, and I will return... I mean, there are, there are some obvious potential options here. Uh, take the initiative, flashlight, scene of the crime. Take the initiative is kind of generally useful. Uh, don't know. What's my deck looking like? I'm going to... Take, take the initiative, because what I think I'm going to do is next turn, first action evade the unnameable, and then run back into the parlour and uh, get you know get that ability on, on the parlour. Um, and in order to do that, I'm going to have to evade the unnameable, which is currently three on three. So if I get take the initiative, I will be six on three. Um, so that was a tough choice, because there's some fantastic cards in there. Um, okay, that was the last action. So in the enemy phase, he hits me. Two damage, two horror, and I think it's all going to go on Tetsu Amori. So, Tetsu Amori's defeated, and I choose an investigator, that's me. I search either the discard pile or the top nine cards of my deck for an item and add it to my hand. Now, there is no item in the uh, discard pile. Actually, there is a flashlight. Do I take a flashlight? Um, an interesting point here, I don't... Uh, I think I have to choose the discard pile... I can't decide whether or not I have to commit to taking something in the discard pile and then decide not to and then look at the top nine cards. I don't think I do. So I'm going to look at the top nine cards of the deck. question is, what am I looking for? Hallowed Mirror, maybe? Or is Flashlight simply the best thing at the moment? Oh, Bandolier. That's what I want. Okay, I'm going to search the top nine cards for a Bandolier. <laughs> next card was Thing That Follows. That's good. Um, next card is uh, Clean Them Out. Vicious Blow, Randolph Carter, Flashlight, I've Had Worse, Bury Them Deep, Vicious Blow, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, Tetsuo Mori, and The Righteous uh, Hunt. Well, that's a blow. None of those are what I wanted. The only item there was another Flashlight. So I'm just going to take the Flashlight from my discard pile, and then I'll shuffle the, the deck back together. Um, all right, so... That was the enemy phase, because Tetsu Mori got defeated. Um, it's now the upkeep phase, and I draw a card. It's a glory. I'm going to gain a resource. I'm up to uh, three resources. And uh, let's go to the mythos phase. Add a doom. Draw a card. It's another swarm of rats. Now, that's less than ideal by quite a lot. Um, okay, so it's swarming one. All right, well, that changes some things, doesn't it? Let's think here. Both the rats and the unnameable are hunters. If I evade, so my plan was to evade the unnameable. Um, if I do that, then the rats will still be on me, so I could take a pop with 
my shotgun, my, my Winchester, although that seems to be a bit of a waste against rats. Although there is a swarm, so if I were lucky, I could kill both in one shot. Um, or I could just drag them along and take the hit, but that is two damage. Um, what are my other options? They're not, they're not numerous. Um, okay, I think first action has got to be evade the nameable, because I, I could take the hit on Tetsuo, but I'm not really keen on taking multi-hits from the unnameable, at least not this stage in the scenario. So we're testing uh, to evade the unnameable, six on three. Uh, this is plus one. Uh, didn't need to take the initiative, but there you go. So it's evaded with uh, having taken three damage and it's sitting in the hallway. Now I've got the swarm of rats. Am I going to use the Winchester? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, if I defeat one of them, basically I want to. I want to try and do two, three damage with this attack. So I'm shooting. One round at the Swarm of Rats. Second action. Oh. That's the uh, Elder thing, minus two, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not a fail, but it just does one damage. Uh, so, hold on. So the, the Swarm card goes. That counts as a defeated enemy. Um, so I've got Glory again in hand. Uh... Is that going to help me particularly? What am I looking for? Mm. I don't know what I'm looking for, really. And I've got, what, seven cards in hand? Maybe I don't play Glory at this moment. I've got one action left, which is going to be to move to the parlour. So I'm dragging the last rats with me, which is going to do one uh, attack of opportunity on me, dealing one damage. And... Um, Yorick is going to spend... Oh, he's not going to have to spend anything. But there are two damage, there's two damage on the um, unnameable. So, as a fast action, the mirror in the parlour gleams unnaturally, revealing a glint of silver. Remember that the investigators recovered a strange key. So Yorick looks in the mirror as he's running from the unnameable, and he sees this strange silver glint. And when he looks back into the room, the glint is gone. But as he looks back to the mirror, the silver is still there. And as long as he keeps his eye on the mirror, he edges backwards and, 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 and puts his hand on the side table clumsily. And he picks up a cold silver object. Right. Um, okay, so in the enemy phase, I'm hit again by the rats. So I've got three damage on me now out of eight. Um, the unnameable does not hunt. Um, so he readies in the upkeep phase. I will draw a card in the upkeep phase. It's a bandolier level two, which is very nice. Um, I will take a resource, thank you. And I'm on four resources. Okay, so just a little stock take. In play, I've got a Winchester with three rounds in it and no other assets in play. Um, in hand, I've got eight cards. Bandolier, Glory, Perception... Two knives, blessed blade, evidence, and flashlight. Um, in play, there's a swarm of rats engaged with me, but no swarm on it, as it were. In the uh, burial ground outside, there is a, a ghoul, a ghoul minion. And outside in my room, in the hallway downstairs, uh, with three damage on him but ready, is the unnameable. 
Okay, we need to get upstairs, really, I think. So we've got three Doom on the agenda now, and we draw a card. Glimpse of the Underworld. Put Glimpse of the Underworld into play in your threat area. When you would take damage and or horror, take one additional damage and or horror. As the first action, I can discard it, then take one damage and one horror. Well, suck. All right. So I think we need to kill this rat, right? So what I kind of want to do um, when I kill the rat is use Yorick's ability, reaction ability. I haven't used it so far because there's not been assets that I want to play or can play in the discard pile. But now Tetsu and Mori's in the discard pile. And my ambition is to um, to smack a rat and get Tetsu into play as a, as a free response. Um, and that will give me soak, basically. Um, but then what I want to do is somehow probably draw the unnameable towards me and then run past him after that next turn. I could probably run past him this turn, couldn't I? Um, okay. Um, I do also want to get Bandolier into play, though. All right, the first action has to be to to hit this rat. So is there any clever thing I can do? No, I don't have um, the, the uh, clean them out. So I'll just, um, I'll just punch it. Four on one. Zero. So the rat is dead. Um, now I've got glory in hand, but let's wait. I've got so many cards, I think that's probably not the right thing to play. Evidence I could play, there's no um, clues here. So I'm just going to use his ability. After you defeat an enemy, play an asset from, its dis from your discard pile, paying its cost. So we're going to play Tetsuo Mori, and that costs me three. So I've got only one, uh, asset, sorry, one resource left. So that was my first action. Um, my second action is to move out into the hallway. I see the unnameable crawling around, being indescribable, and uh, pointing out how insufficient the English language is in terms of adjective lexicon to deal with describing it. So first action, second action, move. Third action, I think I run upstairs. Okay. So the upstairs hallway um, is somewhere where I can spend a clue to put the set-aside attic location into play. So I'm going to do that. I've got two clues on me. I'm spending one of them as a free final action to put the attic into play. That's the end of the investigation phase. The unnameable hunts into my location, but as he is aloof, he does not uh, attack me. He just sits there lurking. Um, and that's it for the enemy phase. So in the upkeep phase, I draw a card. It's another bandolier. And I get a resource. Now I've got too many cards in hand at the moment, so I'm going to have to discard something. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll discard one of the knives. Um, there's a strategy in that because I will be able to maybe play the knife as a free response uh, if I kill something. All right. Okay, it's the Mythos phase. Fourth Doom out of six goes on the... Um, uh, on the agenda. By the way, I've just realised I've, I've misplayed something, or rather forgotten something. Uh, at the start of my l last turn, my previous turn, the unable was ready at my location, so I should have tested Will too to see if I could um, if I could evade him. So I will just do that now. Um, I won't commit anything because uh, I, I messed up the rules. So three on two. <laughs> it's the tentacles. Well, I deserve that to hear not. So I'll just have to put um, damage on myself and on uh, horror on myself. Great. 
of course, because Tetsuo is not in play at that point. Um, okay, let us remember that next time, because he's uh, here as well this turn. So, Doom's gone, let's draw... Grasping Hands again, test agility 3 for each point. You fail by take 1 damage. Do I have anything to commit? A, a complete lack of any agility icons in hand. Um, okay, this could go bad fast. So um, let's test three on three. Before I do that, I again realised that because the unnameable hit me, um, Glimpse of the Underworld uh, would have also triggered. So when you take damage and or horror, take one additional damage or horror. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll take one extra horror, but that means um, I'm really not in a great position. I've got five damage and uh, four horror on me. Am I even going to be able to survive to the second half of this scenario? Um, okay, so we do that test. And at this point, um, grasping hands becomes even more terrifying. Uh, it's a skull, which is minus one, so I take one damage, which I'm going to put on Tetsuo Mori. So just to clarify, all the damage and crap that I just took just before that um, pull um, was from two turns ago, when I should have done that whilst I was uh, engaged with the unnameable. And now it happens again, because I am engaged with... Him. Oh, and of course, I take... Oh, no, sorry, I, I was going to say, um, Glimpse of the Underworld doesn't... Does it take, when you take damage and or horror... Yeah, I think I have to take an additional damage or horror because of uh, Glimpse of the Underworld, because of the Glorasping Hands, so I'll put a horror on Tetsumori. Wow. Okay, so again, I have to test willpower. I will commit, because the uh, unable here is here, I'll commit one bandolier that puts me... Four on two. That's pretty much what I can do. All right. Four on two to uh, kind of not die. Minus one. Okay, fine. Okay, I'm going to move first action into the upstairs doorway on the left. And this is the library. As an additional cost to investigate the library, you must either lose one action or take one horror. Well, I want to—I don't want to do any of those things. Thank you, sir. Um, now, it's got one shroud, one clue, and this victory one. First action, investigators in the library spend a clue. You read a strange journal into your okay. mm -hmm. I've got one clue left. Uh, sure, I'll do that as a first action. So, Yorick um, runs past the unnameable into the, uh, the library and starts uh, frantically looking through books as he hopes to find some some writings that describe what's going on in this terrifying house. Um, he reads a strange journal entry which explains that one of the graves in the burial ground outside is not what it seems. So I can set aside set the set aside unmarked tomb location into play. So the unmarked tomb, if I can find it, is right at the bottom of the house. In fact, it's past the burial ground. It's not very close to where I am. Um, but it's good that it's in play. Um, it's got a clue on it. So just to clarify, when I moved in, I had to decide to take a horror or lose an action. I will lose an action because uh, uh, 
her, no, I can't, I can't take horror. I don't want to. Please don't make me. Um, so that means that I've got one action left. I spent one action to move into the library, free trigger to, um, to search the library. Go on, I've got one action left. I'm going to uh, investigate. Let's investigate with perception. Um, I will investigate four on one. A cultist. Uh, draw another token. Uh, it's the auto fail. It says, draw another token. If you fail, if the unnameable is in play, it attacks you regardless of its current situation. I see. Um, is there anything I can do? I've got no cancellation in hand. Well, he's doing two, two damage and two horror to me. Two of those are going to go on Tetsuo. I'll resolve his thing in a minute. And then I've got to take an additional damage. That's six. Now I'm now on, out of eight. And an additional horror, which means I'm five out of six horror. Wow. Um, and because of Glimpse of the Underworld, when you would take damage or horror, take an additional damage or horror. Well, I can't take an additional uh, horror because I would die, so I'll take an additional damage. So I'm on seven damage and five horror out of eight health and seven sanity. Fantastic times. Um, I'm going to then use Tetsuo's reaction. I can play something from the, um, from the discard pile. Uh, I'll play Bandolier. There you go. So Bandolier can come into play uh, for two. That's all my resources. It does give me one damage soak. <laughs> Thanks, Bandolier. Um, and it does mean that because this is upgraded Bandolier, I can, I can I have four hands basically now. But while I have a weapon asset in, held in two or more hands, I get plus one uh, willpower. So I've got four will now because I'm uh, all kitted up like Rambo. And uh, more horribly burnt and uh, traumatised than Rambo, fortunately, as well. Um, right, so I get that. No, I don't get that clue. I failed a four-on-one investigation test. So that's something that happened. Okay, in the uh, enemy phase, the enemy will hunt to my location, but does not engage me. Um, in the upkeep phase, I draw a card. It's flashlight. And I get a resource. I'm on one resource. Um, we're going to put the fifth doom on the agenda. And we draw a card. <laughs> my lord. Lumbering Gug. Somebody please tell me why there's a gug in this house. This is horrible. Um, four strength, six health, two agility. Forced after lumbering gug exhausts. It does not ready during the next upkeep phase. It's got two damage and two horror and it's engaged with me. Uh, okay. So first thing I do is I need to test to not get killed by the unnameable. Um, so do I have, I'm going to uh, commit the bandolier to make me five on two. Um, and we're drawing a zero. Okay. So, the ideal thing to do would be to evade the, the lumbering gug, not the labouring gug. This is a different gug. But, 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 
I do not have any agility icons in hand, so <sighs> um, I'm going to have to just do it three on two. I mean, the other option is to is to try and kill it. I've got three actions and I've got three bullets in my Winchester. It's not impossible, is it? But it's, he's, he's got four strength. Do I try that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I try that. Okay, so I'm going to shoot it with one bullet from the Winchester. Um, that puts me at six on four. I will commit a Blessed Blade from hand to make me seven on four. Uh, and I'm drawing. Uh, it's the Elder Thing, which is minus two. So that's a hit, but only one damage. Um, I need to now get a, 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 a sort of critical hit with the Winchester two in a row. Yeah. If we don't get it, this second one I will evade. Um, second action, shoot my penultimate round from the gun at the gun. Oh god, um, I'm going to commit a knife from hand. So we are seven on four. Minus two. So again, one damage. Okay, so I think the final action has to be to try and evade, unfortunately. And that's a big shame because the Winchester is empty and I've kind of run out of tricks. So final action, evade. Three on two. Skull is a minus one, which means I succeed. The Doug is, uh, has got two damage on him out of six. He's evaded. He's exhausted at the end library, and he's not going to ready for two turns now. Okay, the unnameable is still at my location, so he doesn't hunt to me. He's still at me. I'll draw a card. It's another Winchester. Can't afford it, though. Um, I've got a second resource, and we add the... Uh, the sixth doom in the uh, plus phase. So we flip the agenda. Agenda 2B. It grows bolder. Time is running short. The entity which before had seemed content to loom and observe you from afar now swells with power. It pursues you with relentless ferocity. It writhes and thrashes seemingly everywhere at once. You have to hurry and confront your fears or you will never find your way into the dreamlands. Shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. All right, let's do that. Agenda three, the dead with no name. Each swarm of rats gains swarming two. The unnameable loses aloof and gains massive. And um, the same forced at the start of my turn trigger happens. Well, cool. So, <clears throat> what to do, what to do. Um, I suppose what I have to do is to uh, uh, do the test. So the enable is now engaged with me because he's lost aloof. He's just pounced upon me. Just to clarify, if I take any damage or horror, I die. I've got no Tetsuo in play. I'm on one... Uh, from from defeat on both uh, sanity and uh, health. So, 
Do I have anything in hand? I've got <laughs> no will icons whatsoever in hand. So we're testing four on two. That's the elder thing, which is minus two. So I succeed just. So the next thing I have to do is decide what to do. I kind of have to evade the enamel because I can't defeat it. Um, so I have to just try. I mean, the problem I have is that the only icon I have in hand, which uh, is, ev is evasion, is, uh, is uh, Winchester. So I'm going to have to commit that. I think, well, not have to, but it's a good idea. So I'm going to go evading the unenameable first action four on two. The unenameable is minus three on everything because I've discovered three little things. So it's just two, two. Four on two. That's a skull, which is minus one. So it's evaded. And... Uh, Oh, I really want that clue. I want the victory points because I think I'm just going to die. I'm going to try and investigate here. I'm going to chuck glory. This investigation test with four on one. That's minus one. So I get the clue, which is a victory point in the library. And final action, move out of the library. Uh, in the enemy phase, nothing happens. In the um, upkeep phase, the gug and the unnameable ready and I draw a card it's tempt fate and I get a third resource we are doom to the agenda my drawing counter card uh, well it's a swarm of rats which is the opposite of what I wanted so it comes into play with two swarm on it and it jumps on me um, now the problem is that if I can't kill all of them efficiently, then I'm going to be sitting here when the, the enable hits me and the labouring gug hits me and, um, I can't, I can't, I've, I've run out of bullets. I don't think I have a solution here, uh, except evasion. I think that has to be it, right? Evade and move. I'm going to, I've got Tempt Fate in hand, it's got a uh, wild icon, I'll commit Tempt Fate to the evasion. So I'm trying to evade the rats, four on three. Four on three to evade the rats. Cultist, reveal another token. Four on three, do not fail me. That's the elder thing, minus two. If you fail, you must either place one of your clues in your location. I'll take one damage. Well, I do have a clue. So I'll put it on my location, but that's only delaying the inevitable. Um, oh, what a shame. So I've got two actions left. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably uh, it, try and evade again. I've got two actions left, right? Yeah, try to wait again. But I've got nothing now. So it's three on three. <laughs> it's the tentacle. Good lord. Let's... Let's try and kill the rats for a final thing. 
because there's no way I survived this. Um, I draw the the sole cultist token in my deck in my bag. I've just drawn again. I'm punishing the rats. It's minus one. So one of the rats is dead. Yorick, sensing his doom approach, steps on one of the rats. It squeaks as it perishes. Um, purely for style, I will play evidence from hand for one. No, oh, I will. I will. Um, I can take Tetsu Amori, but I don't think it helps me. No, it doesn't. I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, just so Tetsuo can come back one more time. So Tetsuo comes back because I defeated a, an enemy. Um, that's all my resources gone. Then in the enemy phase, two rats hit me. The uh, uh, Before that, the unnameable and the lumbering gug trundle into the uh, hallway, the sorry, the upstairs hallway, dealing a combined damage of... One, two, three, four, five, six health and four horror. Two, three health go on Tetsu and the Bandolier, <clears throat> leaving you with uh, three leftover that goes on to me and uh, two leftover horror that go on to me. So Yorick is defeated by both horror and uh, sanity. I think I will choose to take an, an another uh, health loss. So I've got one, men one physical trauma again at the end of this scenario. And Yorick is defeated. Let's check out the the no doubt wonderful resolution to uh, this scenario. Yorick um, is caught up in a horrible maelstrom of, of, of a horrible necrotic energy, whatever is powering this horrible beast. Um, in a daze, barely able to um, understand what he's doing, he rushes downstairs and he somehow meets uh, Randolph outside. Um, in, 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 and Randolph grabs the silver key off him and there is a bright flash and Yorick wakes up in a uh, stone staircase with the bottom of a stone staircase um, having obviously been knocked unconscious. Randolph is still with him and Randolph explains grimly that um, they are in the underworld. They have crossed over into the dreamlands but this is a particularly rubbish part of the dreamlands with all sorts of uh, horrible like beasties and creatures in it. Um, I got four experience uh, from the four locations that I cleared. I did not get any experience from the other upstairs uh, location, the bedroom. That would have been one. I did not get anything from the attic. That would have been one. Um, and of course, I didn't get anything else. There's also one from the unmarked tomb at the bottom. So, um, obviously, that, that scenario didn't go very well um, after a certain point. I think it was going okay for a while. And then there was just a couple of very bad moments when I, uh, admittedly, uh, you know, after the fact, but I failed a crucial test um, at the start of my turn. The unnameable attacked me, dealt me loads of damage. The fact that I had a glimpse of the underworld in play was terrible. That's kind of the card, really, that did it for me. Also fail. Uh, I drew the, did also fail quite a lot of times in that scenario, um, and I think that that meant that I, for example, couldn't evade things when I needed to evade and get out. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's more damage really. Uh, also, I I didn't get any bless out, um, and that may have been a problem because that would have increased the chances of success from the chaos bag. Um, so I don't know, maybe I should have played Blessed Blade earlier on and maybe just used that as a way to put blessed tokens in. Um, I wish I'd drawn. Um, I've seen worse, so I've had worse. That would have been really useful. 
But in terms of the way that that did work, Winchester was fun again. Um, what was great was seeing Tetsuo pop in and out, because Tetsuo is an asset. If I kill him off, um, I not only get a, an, an item from the deck or the discard pile, but then the next time Yorick kills an enemy, I can get Tetsuo back and just loop that process. And there are so many cards in this deck which are pretty cool for looping, so the knife is another example that I didn't play. This scenario, but I did play last scenario, where I can chuck the knife and then bring it back almost immediately. Um, so yeah, let's find out what happens. Well, first I'll have to see how um, Sephina does uh, when searching for Gaddath. Probably better than Yorick, I'm hoping. Um, and then I'll see what I can spend my four-hole XP on. Um, and then probably um, face even more carnage and uh, horror um, as I go into the underworld. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for enduring the horrors of the unnameable house with me. And please join me next time I play Arkham Horror the Card Game just not that well.